What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of All In or All Out. My name is Kevin Harris, and I am your host. Thank you for tuning in this week. And this week, I want to talk about the word condemn. Why I named this condemn or not to condemn. And before I get started, I'd like to define the word like I normally do, but just so we know uh, what we're talking about and, and, and the word condemn and, and what that looks like. It says, uh, the dictionary says, express complete disapproval. Typically in public and censored uh, is what it says, but express complete disapproval. And, you know, reason I want to talk about the word condemn is because a lot of times uh, I think we as people, um, we have a tendency to uh, condemn people instead of loving people instead of showing grace, instead of, um, you know, instead of, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt, but we're quick to condemn them when they believe a certain way, when they act a certain way, or maybe they do something that's um, not of your belief uh, or something, you know, um, people are quick to condemn them uh, for what they've done. And, um, you know, and I've talked about this before in the past, like I used to carry around a rock in my back pocket and, you know, I wrote on it, you know, cast first, uh, if no sin. And, uh, just a reminder that, you know, that, that we all mess up, we all make mistakes. So why are we condemning people when we mess up? So why should we just jump on people and, and, you know, and, and, and show them, you know, and, and just get on them and, and make them feel bad and shame them and guilt them. And, and, um, you know, so sometimes, you know, that's the first thing we go to is, is to condemn people when in reality we should be showing love, we should be showing grace and, and we should meet them where they're at. Um, and, and I want to, uh, I want to share, uh, I want to share a story first. And then I'm going to give some uh, real life examples in my life um, where I've chose, excuse me, where I've chose to uh, show love and grace instead of condemning. When it, when I could easily, you know, I could easily condemn them uh, for what they did or what's happened or or what they believe or or whatever. And the first story I want to tell now uh, before. You know, before I start this story, I want to put some disclaimers in there. Uh, it is a story out of the Bible, so if you're not a believer, uh, just bear with me. I'm just I'm abbreviating this story uh, in my own. You know, I'm phrasing it. It's it's out. Of, it's coming out of the Bible. Like I'm not uh, changing it or or what happened or whatever. I'm just not going to read because it's several chapters that I'm fixing to you know, uh, talk about and, and tell the story of. And, and so, uh, but just, just hear it for, for that, for what it, what it's going to be a story. Uh, if you're not a believer and don't believe, and if you are, then, you know, uh, then you'll really understand and, and, and know where I'm coming from when I share this story. So the, the story that I want to share is about, uh, Peter 
in the Bible. Uh, Peter was one of Jesus's disciples, and um, man, Peter was one that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people gave, you know, condemned Peter and gave him a hard time because he, um, what they have, like kind of like I do, have foot mouth disease, and he's quick to open his mouth. I mean, he's the one that Jesus said, you know, uh, get away from me, Satan. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, and, and you know, that's harsh. Uh, but, you know, but, but Peter was brave. Peter was the one that, that got out of the boat and was walking on water until he took his eyes off of Jesus. You know, Peter was quick to, um, to step up and, um, and to do, and, and, you know, and Jesus told him that, you know, uh, at the end that, you know, uh, Peter with you, I'm going, uh, you're, you're the rock. I'm going to build, um, build my church on, on the rock, you know, and, and Peter's the one that, uh, preached at Pentecost and thousands, uh, came to know Jesus. So, um, you know, so Peter, yes, was, uh, very vocal, very outspoken, very outgoing. Um, and, and he had his hiccups, but, uh, he did a lot of good, but he was just a normal folk like we are. We make mistakes. We do good things and, and stuff like that. So, but what I want to talk about is, uh, I'm going to start with, um, you know, Peter and, and with all that, you know, you know, that, that going into this, Peter, when it was coming to the end, uh, when, when Jesus knew that after washing the disciples feet and, and he wanted to go to the garden of Gethsemane to, um, to pray and, and took Peter and some others with him and, said, you know, y'all go with me and you pray here and I'll go over here and pray. And, and Jesus comes back over there and, and Peter's asleep and them, you know, and the other, other two are asleep. And, and so, um, you know, just like, you can't stay awake for one hour. So like, so here's Peter is again, he's like, man, holy cow, I've messed up. And, uh, and then, you know, Judas brings the, the guards and, and the, uh, satyrian and stuff to, uh, get Jesus to arrest Jesus, to uh, hold him for trial and, and, and lead to his crucifixion. And, and when they got there, you know, they went to take Jesus, but Peter was quick to stand up and, and cut the soldier's ear off. And, you know, and, and, and Jesus was like, no, you know, you know, settle down there. Jesus takes the ear, puts it back on. And, and so again, Peter's like quick to, to go. And, and he's like, man, I just, I just can't get it right you know, and, and all this. And, and during that, you know, Jesus had warned Peter that, you know, um, before the, you know, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And, you know, Peter's like, no, not me. Jesus, like, man, I'm your boy. Like, I'm, you know, no way I would do that. Like, I'm here, ride or die. We're good. And, um, and so uh, this was at the thing, not at that moment when, when they came to arrest Jesus. So they went on. And so as they're taking Jesus off, Peter's kind of the creeper, you know, kind of lingering back and following him and seeing what they're going to do with him and, and watching stuff. And then that night, Peter's like standing around, you know, a fire warming up, a little chilly. And, and there's some people there and they're like, hey, I know you. You're that guy that, that follows this Jesus that they've got. And he's like, no, that's not me. You got me mistaken for somebody. And somebody else is like, no, you're him. You're that guy. You're the guy 
that's following this guy that, that, that they call Jesus and they've got him up there. He's like, no, not me. And, and, you know, and, and after Peter denied him, uh, you know, it said that him, him and Jesus locked eyes. And then the third time, you know, Peter, they say that, you know, after, uh, he, he denied Jesus the third time. And then the crow flies or crow flies, sorry. And the rooster crowed. And, um, and then Peter, you know, they say he cussed or whatever. He was like, dang it. They were right. I did. And so Peter runs off and just shamed and guilt and, and everything. And, and so we go on to the, the crucifixion and, and, and Jesus dies on the cross. And then afterwards they say he rose again. And, um, and then, you know, they're, all the disciples are out fishing and, uh, they're fishing they can't catch anything this guy comes by and they're like he says hey won't y'all cast your nets on the other side and they're like okay fine we've been out here all night might as well and so they do and they're like they can you know can you pull them all in because it caught so many fish or whatever and then all of a sudden jesus you know was revealed to them like they were blinded what didn't know and then and jesus revealed himself to them and and then Peter just jumps in the water and swims to him. And, you know, and, and so, you know, Peter's like, yes, I'm doing it again. And and so they're sitting there, you know, frying them some fish and uh, talking around the campfire. And, and um, you know, and then Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Now, let me share with you in the, the Greek and Hebrew, you know, there's five uh, for the word love. They use five five different words to express that love and i'm not going to get into all five of them there's just two of them i want to talk about phileo is one of them and what phileo love means is fraternal or friendly love the love that you would show a brother or a friend who is closer than brother like your best friend and your close friends not family but your close friends and that's why philadelphia you know is has the word phileo in it that's why it's the city you know the the brotherly love city of brotherly love and and the other word is you probably have heard is agape and um and, and agape is a self-sacrificial love unconditional uh it's obvious that um agape is a word that you use like for spouses and you know mom a dad a, a brother just that your children like that unconditional love a self-sacrificial love uh that you would show so Jesus says, Peter, do you agape me? You know, do you love me? Do you agape me? Unconditionally love me. And Peter says, Jesus, I phileo you. I love you. I phileo you. And Jesus said, no, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know I phileo you. You know I love you. And then Jesus the third time said, no, Peter, do you phileo me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. So there that third time, what did Jesus do? Peter wasn't catching on. Peter wasn't understanding what Jesus was trying to say, what expressed the love that he was trying to get Peter to see. But what did Jesus do? He met Peter where he was the first example of jesus meeting someone well he did it all the time it wasn't the first cancel that but jesus met peter where he was by changing the word agape love 
to phileo love so that Peter would understand and Peter would get it and see what Jesus was talking about. So you see, why should we be the ones to condemn? Why should we meet people where they are? We're not here. Let me, I've said this before. Have you ever argued with someone and they're like, oh, you know what? You're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm sitting here arguing with you. No, you just sit there and argue until nobody wins and you get mad at each other and leave. So, you know, arguing with someone, trying to convince someone that you're right, they're wrong, your way is right, their way is wrong, gets you absolutely nowhere. So what do you do? You love them where they're at. I'll give you an example. And my son, uh, my oldest, 24, and um, we found out, that one, him and his girlfriend decided to uh, move in together and live together and not be married. And so, you know, we had that conversation. I'm like, hey, son, look, this is this is what we believe. You know, the Bible says that, you know, marriage is for man and woman and, and they come together as one and, you know, and no sex before marriage kind of thing. Said, so you know, I just want you to know that's what we believe. But if this is what y'all want to do and this is what you feel you need to do, then then that's okay. We're going to love you no matter what. We're going to love you even though that you're doing it. But just understand that, you know, that's not what we did or, or you know, me and, and, and my wife now, which is his stepmom, but that's not what we did. But just know that we still love you no matter what. And then, you know, about a month later, we found out that uh, they're pregnant. And so, uh, and... And yes, I'm excited. Um, you know, I've always loved kids and, and you know, I'm going to be a, a granddad. So um, I'm excited about it. But again, you know, it's just like the first conversation. Don't agree with it, you know, but I've made that mistake. You know what I mean? Um, I made that mistake. So I didn't condemn them and say, oh, you should have been married. That's not right, man. I'm not, you know, I don't want nothing to do with y'all. I don't want nothing to do with, no. I said, that's cool, son. I'm excited. I love you. I'm I'm happy for y'all. Congratulations. You know, is it the way that I'd want it to go? No, but that's okay. I still love you. God still loves you. And, and, And we can move on. So I chose to meet them where they're at. Yes, they understood my beliefs and and what I feel like, but they not once felt any guilt or shame or condemned about the situation, you know? Um, So I I just wanted to share with that, that the example that, that Jesus gave us of meeting people where they're at is what we should do. And especially, especially in the world today, I mean, you, you don't have to go out, you don't have to go very far looking, you know, to see that, that this world is, is totally falling off its beliefs. A, a country, especially in, in, in the country we live in, used to be a, a country that was, uh, you know, a very high percentage of, of Christians and Bible believers and, 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 you know, Christianity was a big thing. And, and, and you know, we're, we're close to 50-50. Um, you know, we still side a little, little on being more Christians according to the numbers. I don't know, but in the world today, but the things that we see that we don't believe that the Bible 
does teach us one way and the world's doing another way. But we shouldn't be out there condemning them. We shouldn't be out there, you know, telling them that they're wrong and they're going to hell or they're, you know, shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that. We should be out there loving them, showing them grace, showing them mercy. Say, yeah, they might not understand it right now, but just love on them. Show them the love of Christ. Show them the love that God showed us so that when the time is right, they can see that, feel that, know that, and know that they can come back to it. Because condemning them is only going to make push them further away. Condemning them is only going to make them resent you. Condemning them is only going to make things worse. So love them where they're at. So they don't believe what you believe. So they don't, you know, yes, you know, in your eyes that's wrong. and But love them. Show them grace. Show them mercy. Because look at your own life. Did you do everything perfect? Did you do everything right? Did you do everything by the Bible, by the book, by the way your parents wanted you to? Lord knows I didn't. But if somebody would have been condemning me, I would have stayed out there longer. You know, oh, look at that addict. He can't get his life right. Drugs are just going to be the death of him. They're going to ruin his life. When people, when people would say that to me, when people would have that attitude towards me, what do you think that did? One, it made me angry. Two, it made me feel guilty and shameful. And I wouldn't want nothing to do with them. I wouldn't listen to them, even if they like, you know, this is the way it should be. You know, like, I, why? You basically tell me this is my death sentence. So why would I listen? So think about that. Think about that when we're engaging with people in this world. Yes, they may not believe the same way you do. They may not vote the same way you do they you know may not have the same ideas you do but condemning them will get you nowhere but continue to divide this country and this world that we live in we've got enough division man we've got enough problems worrying about the enemy who's out to kill steal and destroy for us to be worried about what one another's beliefs are or whatever that this division is causing us but to love one another and then hey let's sit down let's talk about this recently do you know it's easier to convince somebody when you're sitting down having a calm rational conversation versus yelling and screaming and arguing back and forth and cutting each other off so just think about that so condemning when it comes to condemning, you're either all in or all out. 